You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome back to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Brian Brock, your temporary fill-in host here for the morning. Um, Glad to be with you here on Catholic Chicago Catholic Schools Today. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, subscribe to Catholic Chicago on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. The Archdiocese is pretty much everywhere now. So uh, moving along here in our topics for today, uh, it's actually something that's that's kind of hits home for me because I got a kid that loves to play video games too. Uh, Pope John Paul II School uh, was looking for a program that would uh, be in interest to the uh, middle schoolers that they have, uh, the middle school students. So the school fundraised, and while they found the right program for their students, the students created an esports program. Uh, the students wanted to join, uh, wanted to join the syllabus. Parents supported it. So if, uh, esports is a form of competition that facilitated uh, through computer gaming and is one of the fastest growing sports in the world actually right now. So um, the world of esports is, is ever changing and it, it's it's really exciting. We got some great guests coming on from Jan, uh, Pope John Paul II School. Uh, I want to welcome Phil Cahill, the principal. Thank you for joining us this morning, guys. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate your uh, time here today. Phil, what's your favorite video game? You know, <laughs> uh, Pac-Man. Pac-Man. No. See, I go, um, I go back to Mario yeah, Three. Think, so what, what's that? I uh, Super Mario Three is still is still probably my favorite video game ever. Yeah, there you so, go. So yeah, these I'm kids probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I'm not much of a gamer myself, um, but I, my son is a, a gamer. In fact, he plays uh, esports uh, up at DePaul University. He's on their team up there. Wow. And. Uh, yeah, so when I started thinking about, you know, what we could do for the kids after school, programming-wise and pandemic and whatnot, I thought, what what more perfect than get the kids together uh, to do some uh, gaming uh, amongst themselves here on campus. And then hopefully one day, you know, we get together and maybe form a conference of Catholic schools here in the city of Chicago and even, you know, even wider and more spread out uh, so that the, the kids would have an opportunity to compete and uh, have some fun here on campus. Yeah. The scope of, of the traditional sports and activities has changed so much even just in the last five or ten years since, you know, since uh, I graduated from high school back in 01. And now I, you know, my son's looking at high schools now and like bass fishing is a, is a thing, too, which is really cool. Yeah. But to hear that the esports thing, it gives those kids that maybe weren't always the most super athletic, but actually have unbelievably good hand eye coordination and it plays into their strength. So to hear that the esports thing is coming along. Uh, that's fantastic, and the fact that you guys have your own program for it is great. Uh, I want to ask your two students there, what what drew you guys to this? What makes you love video games? Well, um, I got in it because it was a way for me to connect with my friends while we were in quarantine. So that's what made me start playing video games. What's your favorite game to play then? <laughs> Um, probably my favorite game is probably NBA Live. Okay. All right. Mark, how about you? Oh, we're having a little trouble hearing. I'm drawing a connection with some of my friends. Okay, great. Um, so. 
what does this program like look like? How does this work? Do you guys do in- internal tournaments and stuff within the school? Do you guys play against other schools? Um, tell me a little bit about how this esports program is going down. Well, we play here in the school, so we have like four different groups. Okay. And we each play against each other. Whoever like wins that round goes on above and we start like doing tournaments like that. Gotcha. Are you guys on, it looks like you're on console games. Do you guys do PC gaming as well? Um, no. No, just the console. Okay, cool. Now outside of doing this at school, do, do, do both of you guys both play games a lot at home as well then too? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what was the reaction from the students when the school announced this program? They all had to be pretty excited because it was something really new and, and definitely more tailored toward your generation. Well, the reaction most of us had was we were excited because we didn't know how we were going to do it, but we were mostly excited to get together and like play. Yeah. And it looks like it's a pretty pretty diverse group of students. It's it's boys, it's girls, it's a it's got something for everybody, does it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And that was one of the reasons that we, we went with it because we knew um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it's not always the kids that are the most, you know, athletic or whatever. Anybody can play the video games, it's just a matter of uh, you know, how competitive they want to get. And I've I've been up in the room a couple of different times and they're pretty competitive up yeah. here. So, yeah, nothing I want to get involved with. Yeah, my my oldest played Fortnite when that was really popular, and hearing uh, the amount of chaos going on in his room generally when that was going on was it's just entertaining to kind of listen into it uh, the way that oh, yeah. his friends interact with each other. Um, you know, there there definitely is a, a is a world where this is this is actually really important. I do think that you know the gaming the gaming mentality the 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 part of your brain that it makes fire is really important and it could be very useful going forward in in professions outside of just gaming though it can make them better at a whole bunch of different stuff so uh but that competitive spirit no matter what it is it seems to come out he'll he'll ask me to play mlb the show and stuff with him and i'm really bad at it and about halfway through i'm like i'm just gonna i'm gonna go upstairs now because i don't belong <laughs> playing this with you you're way too good at it yeah no yeah. you just got to know when no one to fold them so um right, right. So what type of game is, are the students playing on a regular basis here? Yeah, we, we decided we would stick mostly with the sports games for now, uh, just because we knew that they would be, uh, you know, what we'd want them playing in the school setting. Uh, so they started off doing uh, basketball. Uh, right now they're moved into football, NFL. Um, and then eventually they'll move into playing some hockey and or uh, some soccer as well. So we're sticking with the, those types of games only because they're school appropriate and we know that they're age appropriate and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to start introducing those games that uh, we just assume they not engage with, you know, at this time. So, um, yeah, and like you said, you know, we know that, you know, playing games, they can lead to enhanced visual perception, uh, improved memory functions have been proven to uh, come out of all of this. And I think the biggest thing we keep talking about it is the socio-emotional end of it. That, you know, they're just not sitting around in the school setting all day long and then just going home and doing a lot of nothing uh, here. They get to be with their friends after school and, and you know, starting to reconnect in a, in a, a social emotional manner uh, that maybe they lost out during the pandemic a little bit. Of. Yeah. And, and I mean, speaking of the pandemic, I know being a, a sports fan myself, 
um, a lot of the sports completely shut down. And, and some of them that actually were the ones that kind of shined through were the auto racing series. Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, all of them actually went to a full iRacing series and then started to produce live iRaces on television. And it was the first time, like, for me where I actually sat down and I watched 43 people play a video game live on television. And it was unbelievably exciting. I couldn't believe how awesome it was to really kind of take in the, that, that, iRacing, uh, that iRacing style of, of, of video gaming. So are either of you guys familiar with any of the iRacing stuff? Because I, I thought that was actually pretty neat. And some of the rigs these guys have, they're, I mean, they're full driving seats and steering wheels and pedals, and it's, it's the real deal. Um, you, did yeah. you guys see any of that stuff when that was going on? I didn't watch no. any of it, but we, you know, to your point, we were uh, talking about, you know, would you actually sit around and watch another a group of people play, you know, a gaming devices? Because I was sharing with the two students here that uh, there's actually an esports arena that's being built on the south side of Chicago, um, and it's going to seat like 8,000 people, but it'll allow for people to come in and watch, you know, university teams play in one arena, and you know, they'll they'll sell tickets, they'll sell concessions, they'll sell advertising, um, all those kinds of things. And uh, so yeah, there's a whole marketing uh, value to it as well, as, as you just indicated, yeah. you know, watching your racing. So yeah, uh, I think it's going to be something really big. It's, it's already pretty big at the high school level. And I shared with, again, the two students that, you know, there are students at, at the collegiate level that are receiving scholarships today, no different than they would be to play women's basketball or, or men's, you know, football or whatever. But they are recruiting kids to come to their university because of their esports talents, which is kind of kind of awesome. Yeah, and you got to think about it. The shelf life of a esports athlete is is significantly longer than that of the average NFL <laughs> running back. So, uh, if you can get an yeah. esports career going for yourself, it's actually a, a you got a lot of potential to kind of keep that one going. Um, tell us a little bit about the syllabus and what was created for the program. So, tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, I did some digging into some other conferences across the United States. And came up with what I thought were some of the, the highlights of that. Um, yeah, so the syllabus contained, you know, a, a, an outline of what we were going to do week by week. It's a 10-week program, uh, what we would do week by week, and then some of the benefits and the rationale behind the decision to do so. And again, I've already mentioned some of them, but you know, some of the highlights would be the collaboration and teamwork, uh, the exploration of STEM concepts, uh, improved brain functions and capabilities. And then uh, just for kids to be able to develop their own tournaments and, uh, you know, the structures of tournaments and how those work and uh, the ability to be able to maybe do that and carry that on through another uh, phase of their life. Um, so those are, those are pretty much the highlights of the uh, syllabus there. Now, you guys do, uh, you're playing a lot of the sports games, and I know that that's not always just a one-versus-one. Do you guys ever do team-ups where you're, like, two guys that playing on the same team for Madden and then playing against two other students and stuff like that, or do you guys usually just do the one versus one within your club? Um, we usually, well, right now we're doing the one versus one. We really haven't done that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, do you have any future plans for this, this esports program, like teams and uniforms and, and taking the show on the road and potentially going against other schools and, and things like that? Not just, maybe not just in your area, maybe regionally, maybe, maybe at the state level as well. Yeah, that's definitely that. You know, we wanted to start at the ground level first up, uh, and then build from there. We wanted to, you know, gauge the level of interest here in the school. But ultimately, we do want to get online where we could play against a team, you know, out in California, let's say, or uh, you know, down the road at Saint, you know, another school. Uh, that that's what our goal is ultimately is to build from this 
from just the gaming councils to getting online. And then, as I said earlier, maybe form a conference of schools. And again, where we, we could stay right here in our old building and play against teams, you know, from other areas of the uh, Chicagoland area. So that, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, it's probably not going to happen this year, but uh, if we can build this up a little bit more. Right now we have four pods here in our uh, room uh, that we utilize. And hopefully we can build that up to about maybe eight and then uh, take what we call it, you know, sort of an intramural esports team right now and maybe pull, you know, four of our top students. Uh, and that would be our team that would then, as you, you know, said, go on the road, uh, so to speak. But we'd actually stay right here in our own facility. Well, talking about the pods, what was it like to fundraise to get the equipment? And um, how did how did that all work for you guys within your school? Well, what we did was, uh, you're not going to believe this, we actually sold popcorn. And we raised, between donations and sales of popcorn, uh, we raised over $17,000. Wow. Uh, That's a lot of popcorn. Naomi sold, yeah, Naomi sold over $1,000 worth of popcorn. Uh, the beauty of it, though, is, of the sales was it was all done online. So we didn't touch any money and we didn't touch any product. Everything was shipped directly. Gotcha. So I know we sold to... Uh, people in uh, nine different states and three different countries, aside from, you know, the neighborhood type stuff. But, you know, you don't have to walk around dropping off taffy apples or Girl Scout cookies. Not that those are bad programs, just that this was much more fluid and we could get a lot more outreach uh, by doing this. So, yeah, so uh, we, we had committed some of that money in, in advance with the parents, told them we would do some after-school programs. So we are able to fund this program. Uh, we also started a Spanish club after school. Uh, we did a, a third and fourth grade basketball, and we're starting up some soccer programs now as well. Uh, we've also been able to do, we did some drumming in the past, um, and now we've got some other type of music things that we, we've got going on here in the building that uh, we use that money toward. So yeah, so it was interesting, we, but the, the family just jumped into it and $17,000, it's a lot of dough. Uh, so we committed about $4,000 just to this room itself. You can see some of the device boxes and whatnot over my shoulder here. Yeah. Uh, that we went out and brand new, you know, brand new good stuff for the, for the children. Well, Phil, it sounds like Pope John Paul II School is a pretty incredible place. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's it's kind of a, a diamond in the rough, is the way I look at it. Um, you know, our enrollment has gone up uh, about ten percent from last year to this year. I think we're one of the few Catholic schools uh, that where enrollment has gone up. Our preschool uh, has jumped up from uh, we had nine last year. This year we've got nineteen in preschool. Um, so yeah, we've got a pretty pretty neat place. We did a, a movie night last summer. We had a couple hundred people out in the parking lot at night for a movie. We did a fall festival where we brought in a petting zoo. Um, we did some really neat things. And uh, on the horizon, we're planning on doing a, a, an Easter egg hunt uh, for the little children uh, from the neighborhood as well as for the school itself. So we hope we get a really good turnout for that. Well, Phil, you, you've dedicated your life to Catholic education. I, I've kind of asked everybody today this question, but what 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 drives you to keep doing this? Uh, you know, I, I think it's that whole servant leadership, uh, you know, attitude that, that people need to take on when they get into Catholic school education. And I'm a product of Catholic school education all my life, and most of us are that, that get into this. But I think it's unique, the parents, the family uh, feel that we get, you know, there's a super supportive group of families here at Pope John Paul II, and and that, that's what keeps me here. You know, obviously, a lot of our teachers could leave for more money. Uh, they could leave for better facilities, but they stay here because I think it's a mission that we live uh, through. And, you know, and I think if you go back and do any history of uh, Pope John Paul II himself, you'll find that he was a, a, you know, a pope of the people, so to speak. 
Um, and he actually came in our campus in 1979, and uh, he said mass in our parking lot, and the altar is still out there in our parking lot. So um, I think it's all part of that mission that we have. Yeah, Pope John the Paul, uh, Pope John Paul II, or Saint Pope John Paul II, certainly uh, inspired a generation. I mean, for for two thirds of my life, he was the only pope. You know, I I was born in '83, so uh, he was he I. You know, I think my whole generation has a very strong connection to to him, and hopefully that'll translate to uh, as we become parents that they, you know, people in my age group start sending their kids to your school. Uh, I hope that that yeah. that I mean, I wish you there's, nothing. There's a picture of the altar right there. Yeah, yeah, it's still out there in our parking lot. It's really neat. Yeah. So, well, I wish you nothing but. Uh, but success here going forward with your program. Uh, I think it's fantastic that you guys are are, are taking a step toward uh, dipping your toe into the the esports world. I think that that's fantastic, and I definitely think it's it's a new outlet for for our students to uh, to showcase talents that maybe otherwise used to be thought of as something that you did just to fill time. Now it might be something that you could uh, eventually maybe even make make a living with, or at least maybe earn some money to go to college with it. And I think it's great that a school like Pope John Paul II is going to hopefully give kids a leg up. Uh, to try to maybe see if they can get their hands on some of that scholarship money going forward. So great job with what you're doing, Phil. I think it's fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us today. Really appreciate it. Yeah. If people want to get in contact with you to uh, maybe come in for an open house or or go and, you know, get a school tour, how do they get involved and and, and how do they get their kids to your school? Uh, They can start off by going to our website and that's uh, PJP, the number two. So uh, PJP2school.org. uh, that's the best way, and there's phone numbers there and contact information all there, right there on our website. That that would absolutely be the best way to get started. Uh, you can do a little tour. There's a video tour on our webpage, on our website. Uh, kind of take a look at the school. Um, it was all shot by a drone uh, that we had here that day, and uh, that would be the best way. Well, that sounds fantastic. Well, best of luck to all of you guys in the future going forward here. We'll be praying for you, and um, thank you so much for joining us here this morning for Catholic Schools Today. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Well, this is going to about do it for us here today. Um, thanks for thanks for being with us here for uh, Catholic Schools Today here on Catholic Chicago on YouTube, Facebook, 750 AM WNDZ. Uh, I was your temporary host, Brian Brock, uh, multimedia journalist here for the Archdiocese. I want to thank the uh, all the lovely people out at St. Jerome School, St. Giles School, and Pope John Paul II School for uh, making some time. Uh, if you're considering Catholic education, please do so. Check out those websites of all the schools if they happen to be in your area. If not, check out for the local Catholic school that uh, might be nearest you. Uh, Brian Brock, thanks so much for joining us this morning. God bless.